0: Thank you for joining us on Community Focus, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. The Miami Foundation has truly been a foundation for lifting Miami through philanthropic, civic, and leadership efforts for more than 50 years now, actually founded in 1967, and they're all about investing in the community to build a stronger, more equitable, more resilient, Greater Miami in a number of ways, including grants, scholarships, support for nonprofits, and more. And I'm very happy to welcome to tell us about the foundation and the annual Give Miami Day, Kunya Rowley, the manager of music access, arts, and culture at the Miami Foundation. Good morning, Kunya. And I hope you enjoyed your extra hour of sleep last night. <laughs>
1: I did. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So you are the manager of Music Access, Arts and Culture. And that's something I didn't even know the Miami Foundation is a part of. And I want to talk more about that a little bit later. But first, let's talk about Give Miami Day and how that supports South Florida. Can you give us a little bit of the background of, you know, how the day was founded and what happens?
1: Absolutely. So we have been leading Give Miami Day for the past 10 years. This is our 10-year anniversary. And Give Miami Day is a marathon day of, of giving. All year long, we have hundreds of nonprofits in our community who are stepping up to make Miami strong. Seven days a week, 365 days a year and they're leading initiatives around some of the most pressing issues in our community. So like food insecurity, mental health, access to the arts. And so give Miami Days our day to step up for them and to make them strong. And especially after the past 18 months of COVID, organizations need all the support that we can give them.
0: Right. So how do organizations get involved with the Miami Foundation? Are there qualifications that a nonprofit has to have to receive your support?
1: We support organizations in all shapes and sizes, from small grassroots organizations to large organizations. And what folks will find when they go on givemiami.org is that we have a variety of organizations across all the neighborhoods in Miami across various areas, including health and wellness, um, food insecurity, housing, economic development. And so we want to find a way to ensure that every nonprofit organization that is doing work within our community is reflected in our work, not just on Give Miami Day, but throughout the year.
0: You know, that's something I'm curious about. You know, it's the 10th anniversary. We've been involved with this for several years now. We have certain nonprofits that we will help support ourselves. But what goes on on a day to day basis? What's it like the rest of the year at the Miami Foundation?
1: That is such a good question. We spend the year uh, doing a couple of things. So I'll first say that we've been planning for Give Miami Day. We have a really fabulous committee that is planning Give Miami Day for the past couple of, of months. Truly, and then we spend a lot of time getting to know nonprofit organizations. We lead a variety of grant programs throughout the year, all around supporting areas that organizations are focused on, and all around focused areas that are important to our community. So economic stability racial equity, access to the arts. We are obsessed with the city. And so for -hmm. us, it's important that every single person who calls this place home has the ability to live a vibrant, thriving life. So everything that we do is around creating a more equitable community.
0: I love that. And I know we have nonprofits that cover every single one of those areas that you've spoken of. How can people who aren't aware of nonprofits find out about the ones that are maybe in a category they're particularly interested in supporting, whether it's racial equity or food insecurity or homelessness or special needs, whatever the case may be, how do they narrow it down from the hundreds that there are?
1: So I think Give Miami Day is actually the perfect primer for that. When folks go to GiveMiamiDay.org, we have set up the site to make it as easy as possible to be able to search for what is most important to you. And so if someone is interested in supporting an organization in a specific neighborhood, they can search by geography, they can search by community. If someone is interested in supporting an organization in a specific sector, so perhaps it's education and youth, maybe it's health and wellness, maybe it's uh, the environment, you can also search by category. And then one other thing that I'll add equity has always been an important value for the Miami Foundation. Donors can also search for organizations that are Black-led and doing work around racial equity that are LGBTQ-led and doing work around LGBTQ equity. So we want every single person who is interested in something, we say that there's an organization, uh, there is a cause for you to be able to support on Give Miami Day.
0: Do the nonprofits that sign up with you that are partners with the Miami Foundation have to be based in Miami?
1: Yes, that is a requirement. So organizations who want to participate in Give Miami Day have to have a presence in Miami. They have to be uh, set up uh, the IRS to be able to solicit donations in Miami. We also, we want to make it flexible for organizations. And so again, we really try to make it as easy as possible. And so uh, small organizations are encouraged to participate. Fiscally sponsored organizations, which doesn't often happen, are encouraged to participate as long as they have a fiscal sponsor. And then in addition to that, over the past couple of months, we have been providing a series of tools to support organizations they can be as successful as possible on Give Miami Day. And this has included uh, round-the-clock support and office hours. This has included a series of virtual uh, talks around marketing, around engaging your board, around really using some of the tools that we have on the Give Miami Day site. Because we want this to be as successful as possible for every single organization that participates.
0: You're actually kind of like a business educator in supporting nonprofits and giving them advice in addition to the financial support and encouraging people to donate to them.
1: Absolutely. And one of the things that I really like when we have organizations sign up, we also ask them, what are some of the capacity building needs of your organization? And so organizations can also input some areas that they'd like support in outside of financial support. And so some of the areas that have been most important to them uh, include. Board development, fundraising support, staff and professional development, technology support, which has been huge over the past 18 months. And so we understand that there are so many needs for organizations to be able to be healthy, to be strong, to keep doing their work. And so we want to use all of our tools in our wheelhouse to be able to support that.
0: We know that the nonprofits were hit really hard by COVID, as were everybody was hit by COVID emotionally, financially. um, I mean, our entire lives are different today than they were 18 months ago. And nonprofits are the ones who support the people who are having difficulty. So when they take a hit, the people they serve also take a hit. So this year is perhaps one of the most important years, as well as the 10th anniversary, Forgive Miami Day. What? is the day like? What are you asking people to do? And how can they maximize their efforts when they're trying to support a nonprofit?
1: That is a great question. I would say, first and foremost, you're right. Organizations are super stretched over the past eighteen months, not just financially, but emotionally and, and physically and mentally. And so, this is an opportunity to help them be whole. So, we are asking folks to go to GiveMiamiDay.org and to search the site and find an organization to find a sector that is important to them. But I think that you're right that this is a day to be strategic. On every day, we hope that folks are donating to organizations, but on Give Miami Day. Your dollar goes further. Is there are bonus pools? There are matching funds available. So we know some folks who who give all year, but wait until Give Miami Day yeah. to really give sizable to give sizable gifts to organizations because they know it's really a really way to maximize their dollar, but also to make a really big impact for for organizations. So on the site, you'll see that from it's twenty four hours of giving, but starting at nine a.m., it is like prime time for Give Miami Day. And this is when we will have our bonus pools and our power hours beginning. And so we'll have a focus on each of the focus areas, racial equity, education and youth, arts and culture, where folks in those buckets will be able to access additional funds from their giving. So A lot is happening uh, and a lot of of opportunities to take advantage of, both for folks who are giving and also for the organization.
0: Explain a power hour. How does that work? And how do you know which is the power hour for your preferred organization?
1: Starting at 9 a.m., each hour on the hour, will be having special additional prizes and bonuses for specific issues. Uh, and so you can actually go on our site currently and see the full listing of power hours. So for example, at 9am kicks off our first power hour, and that is health and wellness. At 1pm, it is animals. And so for each of these power hours, there is a bucket of additional funds. And so when you give during that specific power hour to an organization, they are able to unlock and access the bonus prizes and bonus funds as well. And so if you're particularly excited about an organization in the arts and culture category, which their power hours is at 7pm, if you give during that time, they get additional funds. And in addition to this, in the afternoon, we have a special equity spotlight where organizations who are addressing Black equity or LGBT equity get an additional bonus. So a lot of of matching funds, a lot of ways to be able to amplify your giving all throughout the day.
0: So this I imagine involves a lot of social media effort. What are you doing and what are you instructing nonprofits to do to reach their audience through social media and let them know that November eighteenth, just eleven days from today, is an opportunity to support their favorite nonprofit or cause.
1: Yes, we are are blasting it across all of our channels, our communications team is killing it to, to get the word out. Uh, we have had a series of webinars for organizations and helping them around branding and design and best practices so that they have the tools to get the word out. And then you'll find that on the day of, organizations are going to be taking to social media. Some of them are having events. They are hosting performances. And you can actually find all of that on GiveMiamiDay.org, the list of events that organizations are hosting as well. And so we are going to immerse Miami and Give Miami Day and are really looking forward to a successful day of giving.
0: It's just like 24 hours of love. Just it is. everybody supporting each other. I love that. Give Miami Day is a perfect day, whether it's music that's important to you, or like you said, animals that I'm passionate about, or feeding the hungry, or helping find shelter for the homeless. We have a world of issues that are ongoing, and we work constantly to help, and there are improvements. But every individual that we make a difference for is a gift to someone and can literally be saving lives.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. So it's givemiamiday.org. And I'd say Take the next eleven days and really go through the website, look at all the organizations. There may be some you didn't know about that are doing exactly what you think is the most important thing in the world. And you'll also find about ones that you know are very famous, but there are plenty that are smaller and are serving smaller communities that might be overlooked by the larger organizations
1: absolutely. and if I can add, i'll I will say this for folks who are listening. Whether it's $25 or $2,500, every single dollar matters and every single dollar counts. And each nonprofit will be appreciative of the support. And so this is our day to give organizations a boost, to give our community a boost, and to continue making Miami the vibrant, beautiful community that it is.
0: Is there a particular dollar amount that you have as a goal?
1: So last year, we raised over $18 million for nonprofits. And this year, really, our goal is always to increase that. But the most important thing for us is to mobilize more donors. We want more folks to give, and we want all of Miami to unite on this day to keep our organization strong. All
0: right. Well, we have, what, more than 2 million people living in Miami-Dade County. So if each person gives just $10 right there, you've got $20
1: I like that math.
0: Okay, and then add in the matching dollars, and of course, the people who are able to give more, please give more as much as you can. GiveMiamiDay.org, and if you're interested in more about the Miami Foundation, there are actually several job openings right now. So if you go to that website, MiamiFoundation.org, you can also learn about how they started how they function, and how they are seriously a foundation for Miami to help keep lifting it up. Kunya Rowley, the Manager of Music Access, Arts, and Culture at the Miami Foundation. I thank you so much for your time and for what you're doing as part of the Miami Foundation to support our community and our youth. Again, it's givemiamiday.org. Put November 18th on your calendar a week before Thanksgiving, so it's easy to remember, and we will all join hands. And put forth a few dollars and keep lifting up the community. Thank you again for talking to us. Thank you for having me. Next on Community Focus, we're looking ahead to Veterans Day this Thursday. We will be participating in the City of Miami Beach's 13th annual Veterans Day Parade. In a few minutes, we're going to talk to a veteran who is now the Assistant Chief of Police for the City, Paula Costa. But first, the Chief of Legislative and External Affairs for the City of Miami Beach, who also also happens to be the parade coordinator. Marsha Montserrat, how did the parade come to be your responsibility?
2: I love that I get to do this event for the city. And so I'm really excited that I get to share it with you. Awesome. So it's funny because I didn't grow up in a family where like, you know, my parents emigrated here. So I'm first generation American. Oh, wow. So no one in my family served in the military. And so I was, I don't know, I was in my early 20s and I I tore my meniscus and I ended up having physical therapy for a very, very long time. And I was in the physical therapy room with the same two guys, gentlemen, I guess we were in our 20s so guys, right? Uh Every day. It turns out that both of them were veterans. And one of them who is currently a Miami-Dade police officer really talked to me about the importance of serving and his love of the military and his love of service. And it stayed with me. I remember and appreciate everything that Officer Million taught me because he's the reason that I am so passionate about this parade. He's the reason and his service is what taught me the importance of Veterans Day, the importance of Memorial Day, the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. And it's so funny how people come into your lives and leave yes. and they leave such an impression.
0: And yet now is he the same one who's involved with the parade now?
2: No, Paul Acosta is our assistant police chief and Paul was a, a Marine and he is he breathes marine hood. Wow. And so it's interesting because the person that I first became involved with the parade at the police department, so my liaison in the police department was an, was he's retired since he was an army veteran. And so the rivalry between Paul and this other officer was is kinda it's fun. It's fun to watch. So Chief Acosta is a Marine true and true. Like he is uh um who what, wait, how do they say it?
0: Who say? go. And Semper Fi.
2: Yes, and he, he really does breed that. And his commitment to his military service and the commitment to the community is, is something that we all admire
0: on his part. Maybe that's one of the reasons that the City of Miami Beach Parade is the largest in South Florida. And it may also be that you're the one who coordinates it and you're so passionate about it. I love the concept that Miami Beach is a designated city of kindness. We'll talk about the parade in a second. I want to know about Operation Gratitude.
2: So Operation Gratitude provides a number of things for, for our troops and our veterans. And they also do service projects for first responders. What we do at our parade, we've done multiple things with Operation Gratitude. This year, what we're doing is a letter-writing campaign. And so what we will do is we will ask the hundreds of kids that participate in the parade to write a letter of gratitude to service members. To anyone that's in our audience on that day, we'll ask them to write a letter of gratitude to a member in the service. And so that is our involvement this year. But we've done many things, and Operation Gratitude does many things in the community. And like I said, they do first responders, they do military, they do veterans, and so they serve the greater community.
0: I love that. And I want our audience to be prepared to come out and write a nice letter of thank you. What can we expect on Thursday?
2: Veterans Day is is a fantastic day on Miami Beach. You know, we have a number of military and veteran groups that participate with us in what is the county's largest Veterans Day parade that is actually held on Veterans Day. We kick off that parade come hell or high water at eleven eleven, and so it is a fantastic day. And so in addition to veterans groups and military groups and all of our first responders, we have groups from high schools from across our community, marching bands, ROTC groups, we have drum lines. This year we have, we're so excited to have Billy the Marlin riding along with us. All right. And this so we're very excited to have the Marlins be part of our parade and part of our community this year. And so immediately following that, we have a military flyover and then we have the all veterans parachute group jumping down from the skies right into our ceremony. And that, that creates this great community. And so we, we take a moment to celebrate not only Our active military members, we take a moment to celebrate all that have served in the past. We try to always involve our employees that served um, in in the armed forces, and we also... commemorate those that have lost their lives, not only serving, but since their service in our community.
0: Right. And that's the wreath laying ceremony. Yes.
2: Yes, we do. We have a wreath laying ceremony. And
0: then you keep going at Loomis Park after the parade.
2: We do. That ceremony takes place at Loomis Park. We kick it off with the parachuters and we invite the Rear Admiral from Southcom, and she will be sharing some words with us as well as you know our mayor and I think some county representatives will be there and so it's a great community event this year we're, we're very excited to have Shake Shack as a partner so we'll have a community picnic as part of this ceremony and it's a great day it really is a fantastic day for everyone that's on the beach.
0: And it's free for everyone to attend. It is. It's free
2: for everyone to attend, and we invite everyone to come out to Ocean Drive. Ocean Drive has such a great connection to the military, and so we're so excited to do it there.
0: What is the connection?
2: So during World War II, Miami Beach played a really big role in the training of all of the men that served in the war. You know, our hotels and our apartment buildings were transformed into housing and training headquarters for the armed forces, both I think it was Army and the Air Force. No history buff should quote me on that, but I know that it was the armed forces. Right, Um, right. And then they marched through our sands. Our sandy beaches became their training grounds. You know, boot camp, We, we really were the most beautiful boot camp in America. You can only imagine, you know, hundreds and hundreds of servicemen marching on our sands and training on our beaches. Our golf course became part of their training site as well. That's where that saying, sand in your boots, come from because so many men that trained on our beaches Kind of got used to living on our sandy beach and decided right. this is where they wanted to come back to.
0: Wow! And then when you drop ten on the beach, it's much harder to you know drop and do push-ups in oh, the and sand. I couldn't
2: drop ten anywhere. Yeah. I can't even imagine <laughs> what it would be like on my
0: sand. Right. Uh, so this is going to be an amazing day this Thursday. We're going to be in the parade. I can't wait. And it's all free. Where would you like people to go or call if they want more information about the City of Miami Beach Veterans Parade?
2: So there's information on our website, which is MiamiBeachFL.gov, but you can feel free to call my office. I'll be happy to speak to anyone that wants to join the parade. If there's a military group out there that is not part of our parade, I welcome them. I invite them to join us. We will make every accommodation. To include everyone, my phone number here at the office is 305-673-7010. 305-673-7010
0: 305-673-7010 or miamibeachfl.gov. It's all there for you, but we're going to be there. Again, start time 11-11 on November 11th. Ocean Drive from 5th to 14th Streets, followed by the wreath laying, the all-veteran parachute team, and the family picnic in Loomis Park. Marcia, you, th- what you do is amazing. And Thank you. we so appreciate it. Marcia Montserrat, Parade Coordinator for the City of Miami Beach. We'll see you on Thursday. Thank you, Ellen. I look forward to seeing you. Likewise. Finally, joining us today on Community Focus, it is a pleasure to welcome a real veteran, the Assistant Chief of Police for the City of Miami Beach, Paul Acosta. Thank you for joining us, Paul.
3: Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure.
0: Well, you know, I just spent a few minutes talking to Marsha, and you know, she does an amazing job of organizing the Veterans Day Parade on Miami Beach. And she told me a little bit of the history, how the troops trained on Miami Beach during World War II. You yourself are a Marine. Can you tell us about your service for the country?
3: Oh, wow. Thank you. I got to tell you that um, my service to the country began at a tender age of 17. I had (sighs) just turned 17 years old. Yeah. Just turned 17 a couple of days prior. And I was enlisted in the Marine Corps on August the 5th. My mom Signed the waiver because I was so determined to be a Marine and serve my country. And I got to tell you, the experience for me led me down a path of service for my entire life.
0: Isn't that Um, wonderful?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Really, really changed my life experience altogether. Taught me about the qualities of a human being, leadership, what it means to serve others, to serve a, a mission greater than your own so to speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, my career in the Marine Corps was filled with lots of uh, great experiences and sometimes very scary ones.
0: Yeah, we talk with folks at Mission United in Miami and Broward, and they talk a lot about the post-traumatic stress particularly those who served in Iraq and Afghanistan, although I think those who served in World War II, we didn't know what post-traumatic stress was then, and Vietnam had its own whole world of conflicts around whether we should be in the war. Do you see what I believe that people have come back around to really appreciating our troops in a way that they didn't for a long time.
3: I do. We have been fighting in wars for so, so long. I, as an example, was a combat veteran with the Marine Corps over in the original Gulf War. And I spent some time and what an experience that was for me emotionally, mentally. And that war was over very, very quick. And fast forward to the the war in Afghanistan and uh, in Iraq for the last 20 years you see a history of veterans coming back from that war being heralded in a, in a better way, in a way that honors them and the contribution that they made to protect America and its interests around the world. And a lot of those veterans came back with traumatic injuries. And unfortunately, um, some veterans did not make it back.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But for the ones that did and that experience. Uh, horror and conflict and death around them of their closest friends, to them, those experiences will never, ever leave their mind. And unfortunately, we do have a suicide rate amongst veterans that is very, very concerning to everyone. And it's very, very real to the ones living it each and every day. And we listen, we got to be thankful in every way possible for the veterans that decided one day in their life that they wanted to give of themselves to a cause that was greater than themselves, uh, which is the defense of this country and our ideals, our freedoms, and things of that nature that is meaningful to those people that sign on the dotted line and wear that uniform.
0: You really make such a perfect point about how being in the military is much more than just going out and fighting wars, that it is about service and about sacrifice and about defending our country. And keeping our freedoms and the fact that we can have this conversation and we can go on the internet and look at anything we want to and nobody stops us. Correct. Um, it, it, that's a credit to all of the folks like you who have fought on our behalf. And I thank you for that. Well, thank you. So what can we the average citizen do to support the veterans who do come back with trauma and injuries or just needing to readjust?
3: Well, there's a lot of programs out there that are just for this specific reason. Um, As an example, the Veteran Administration has information that's readily available to the public and ways that they can help. There's also smaller groups, probably nonprofit groups that I know are out there that people can contribute to that'll help a veteran get on their feet, so to speak, and and get on with their life and probably seek out the emotional and physical assistance that they need. As, As an example, there are veterans out there that don't have smart homes, as an example. They've been traumatized by losing arms or or legs, their limbs, and they don't have a home that provides them the necessary freedoms to move about and do the very basic things that you and I can do in our homes every day. So there's programs out there like the as an example, the Stephen Siller Foundation.
0: Right, we um, we work with them every year on the Tunnel to Towers Run.
3: Excellent. Yeah, Tunnel to Towers exactly, mm-hmm. and it's a small contribution, and they're just one organization that helps veterans in these possible ways, both physically and mentally. And you know, when you see a veteran or you see events like um, a Wounded Warrior Project or a Wounded Warrior bicycle ride in your in your neighborhood or in your city, the fact that a, a, a citizen can come out and cheer them on and, and just thank them for the fact that they serve their country uh, means the world to a veteran. It really, really does. A simple thank you coming out to the Veterans Day parade and lining the streets gives great value to the hearts and souls of every veteran that has served this country. What I would recommend is just... Look at those little things that would help and can contribute to the plight of any veteran that might need some assistance.
0: Well, we can definitely do some morale building on Thursday, the 11th coming up, Veterans Day. And uh, the city of Miami Beach has the largest Veterans Day parade in South Florida. And I'm proud that we're going to be part of it. I know you're going to be there and several other veterans groups will be part of the parade as well. Uh, Can you tell us about some of them?
3: So there's, there's a lot of veterans. There's a veteran of foreign wars that will be participating in the march through our city. Lots of veterans with uh, the fire department inside the police department itself that will be participating in the walk. And for us, it's such a joyous event because it's a it's the city's way to honor all those that serve. So for us, it has personal meaning that is carried on through the halls of this particular uh, building each and every day. Um, just as an example... Before the Veterans Day uh, Parade comes up, there's a lot of conversation within the building about that event mm-hmm. because it brings us back to that, that time when we were uh, a, y- a little bit younger, so to speak, mm-hmm. and when we served our country and that camaraderie that we had uh, way back when. So it's just a phenomenal event that we are excited to participate in, and we're looking forward to it this Thursday. Come on out.
0: Now, when you are there and things are getting underway at eleven eleven a.m. precisely. Are you there, because you're assistant chief of police, are you there wearing your police uniform or do you wear your Marine uniform?
3: (laughs) You know, that's a good question. Because over the years, I've often thought about purchasing a um, dress blues and a uniform of that nature that I wore back in the Marine Corps, because I tell you, I'm about a, a good uh, 70 pounds heavier than what I used oh, to be in the gosh. Marine.
0: <laughs> well, so you're not carrying I'm, all that gear around with you all the time anymore.
3: <laughs> that's that's true. So I'll be in my current um, police department uniform, which I'm proud to wear and. And I'm proud to represent as a member of this organization and as assistant chief and as a former Marine Corps veteran.
0: Well, we thank you for your service as both. And uh, we're so looking forward to seeing you in a city that has worked with and respected and honored veterans since the beginning. So thank you so thank much. Ma'am. And again, it's thank you. this Thursday, November 11th, starting at 11, 11 a.m. on Ocean Drive and 5th, going to 14th with uh, the parachute jump from the veterans afterwards at Loomis Park, uh, along with a wreath-laying ceremony and a free luncheon. So thank you so much for all that you've done. We appreciate it. Paula Costa, Assistant Chief of Police for the City of Miami Beach. We will see you out there Thursday.
3: Awesome. Thank you for your time.
0: And thank <clears throat> And thank you for listening to Community Focus this morning. I'm Ellen Jaffe. If you'd like to hear the program again, if you missed anything, it will be on our homepage as a podcast beginning tomorrow. And join me again next Sunday morning for an all new edition of Community Focus. Remember to turn your clock back. If you forgot, we did fall back last night, an extra hour of sleep. Enjoy it and have a great day.